here's the movie so far. Andy and his girlfriend, wife, daughter, friend, roommate, air quotes, live in a cabin in the woods. He is a lumberjack. He works nearby. She spends her spare time drawing pictures, fantasy art. She reads fantasy novels. Latest novel she's reading is The Seeker of the Serpent's Eye by Lenora Tor, which she thinks is Lenora Tor's best book. Air quotes day job is at a, the local gas station convenience store, which is walking distance from the cabin. She walks there to get to work, even though she may or may not have a station wagon that she could use to get there. So I guess it's close. They are allegedly a happy couple. She just discovered that planets exist, even though she's an adult and should have figured that out years ago. He tells stupid jokes. They watch TV together. Horror films, I think. I forget what movie they were watching. They both smoke. She once didn't kill a bird when she was a kid. She may or may not have found a dead deer in the woods. Editing suggests it was a dream, but who cares? Their cabin's nice. Lots of windows. The bed is actually in this little alcove that has glass all around, which is nice. Until a cult called the Children of the New Dawn, allegedly. It's the title card. It doesn't mean that's what they call themselves. They show up. They consist of Fishmouth, Swiney Todd, Susan, Lucy, Busey, Native American, and Cherub. I think that's everyone. Yeah. Fishmouth sees air quotes walking in the woods and is like, oh, I must have her. Get her for me and use the Horn of Abraxas. And the Horn of Abraxas is this stupid little rock with holes in it that is lit green because magic. And so Swanee Todd takes down the woods, blows the horn, and we're like, ooh, demons show up. And they got motorcycles. And they look a lot like the Cenobites. What the fuck? So these Cenobabies then just proceed to drink a jar of weird drugs that really resembles jar of semen. They take as payment cherub because fuck that guy he's fat they go and i was gonna say kidnap abduct but it's in their own house they basically subdue the sleeping air quotes and andy in their bed andy disappears from the film for several minutes as air quotes is drugged by susan and lucy then has to deal with Fishmouth preaching about how he used to be a folk singer he was underappreciated and he found god and made his own religion because fuck, why not? Eventually, Fishmouth says they should be together. Air quotes ain't having it. So he takes off his robe. She laughs at his penis, or his body, or his stupid male toxicity. He masturbates and then yells at everyone in the room. Mandy laughs. Oh, air quotes laughs. They proceed to off-screen, strip her, stick her in a burlap sack. And when next we see her, Andy is now tied with barbed wire to a fence post. They stab him in the side with the tainted blade of Pale Knight, which is another magic item, lit green. <sighs> After Lucy is forced to play uh, Russian Roulette to prove her love or faith or something, I don't remember. They bring out the burlap sack with air quotes in it. They hang it. They let it on fire. They all have a wonderful time, except for Fishmouth is a little disappointed because his girlfriend's going to die. And Andy, because, you know, his sometime girlfriend is about to die. I don't, sometime I don't mean some of the time, I mean I don't know how long they've been together, because who cares? The movie doesn't tell us, the movie doesn't tell us their names, the movie doesn't tell us much of anything. Fuck the movie. Air quotes dies, Colt leaves, Andy uh, gets out of the barbed wire, watches a stupid commercial about mac and cheese, freaks out in the bathroom drinking vodka, then goes to visit uh, some black dude in a trailer and picks up a crossbow, forges an axe, because that's what you do. This is over an hour into the movie. Proceeds to systematically 
boringly kill the centibabies, who are forearm nails, shoulder nails, other face and penis blade. I don't know what the credits call them, I don't care. I suppose I'll comment on that when we get to it. Next minute, maybe? Not the guy who made the drugs that made the centibabies, because it turns out they're not demons, and that was stupid, because it's a bunch of backstory to just convince us we're all wrong for the first half of the movie, where we think something horrible and supernatural is going to happen. Never mind this ending that's on the screen paused right now that I'm going to get to in just a moment. He proceeds to kill them all, and not the guy who made the drugs that made them, who for some reason releases a tiger in the woods, because some reason the tiger never does shit. And he also doesn't kill Lucy because he saw that she's kind of reluctant participant here, but that doesn't, I think, really, that doesn't make her less culpable. She could have stopped him. She held, well, he didn't see it. Well, we assume he didn't see it. She held air quotes down when Susan put the drugs in her eye and stung her with the giant hornet crap, whatever. And he killed the Senna babies first, then kills the members of the cult, eventually crushing Fishmouth's head with his hands. Then now he's driving off into an alien landscape in a station wagon, which may or may not have belonged to the cult. Actually, I'm pretty sure it didn't belong to them. I don't know where they got it. May have belonged to, air quotes, or just came from nowhere. It may have been a gift from the supernatural things that weren't happening in the film, because fuck this movie. The problem now. Minute 100, we, um, I guess Curtis and I, we made this stupid thing that we were saying. The whole movie takes place on Mars, like, millions of years ago. <sighs> This image right here fits that, but really what I didn't mention when I was describing the plot so far is Andy's dreams, which he had two, three, two, three, two or three of them, I don't remember, uh, where they were animated, and it was decaying Mandy, and then it was um, Mandy pulled a heart out of something. I don't know, it was dumb, stupid fantasy shit, animated poorly. But this is that. This is the film entering at the last shot. I'm pretty sure this is the last shot that's going to fade from this to credits. Is entering fantasy world for, I was gonna say because reasons make a joke, but no, for no reason. There is no reason this is the shot at the end. What are we supposed to assume? What are we supposed to get from the previous thing last minute where it was like mixing up the visuals of Andy and air quotes that she was wearing the 44 shirt, but no, he was, even though they were at the same bar and the lighting was going back and forth and back and forth. He was fantasizing about driving home with her, except he's not driving home with her. He's driving in this car and she's not there anymore because she's dead. It's, I don't, it's weird, it's lame, it's meaningless. And now we get two moons in the sky as the sun is rising. Rising, yeah, because it was nighttime, so. Is the sun rising in the east, I guess? If it's another planet, it could be rising wherever, I don't know. And I remember one of the reviews I saw online, once I started looking up reviews, Minute 100, mentioned that the movie takes place in California. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It takes place in vague, non-specific, forested area. No reason to think it's California. I'm even sure if we even see the plates on the fucking van or the SUV or the... Well, we certainly don't see the plates on the SUV. Maybe the station wagon. No, I probably would have commented on if we saw them. Was it maybe they were California plates? That still doesn't mean the movie takes place in California. The movie doesn't take place in California because it takes place in some stupid fantasy realm that has two moons and... Like, as this pans up, this doesn't change anything in the movie. This just means, hey, the movie took place in this weird place. Who fucking cares? Okay, this is where the movie happened. That doesn't affect what happened in the movie. 
It's still the same stupid story about this couple we didn't get to know who didn't even have names, except at one point, Fishmouth called her Mandy, but he had no way of knowing her name, so who cares? And at one point, Susan said that Andy was her hubby, even though she'd have no reason to know that, other than to assume it because they lived together. Maybe they're just living in sin. Who gives a shit? It's 1983. That's all we know. 1983 AD, specifically. Which suggests Earth. Which suggests reality. Then you get this ending. It's not reality. Okay. This isn't upend the plot. It just... It's a useless addendum. Camera keeps rising. Settles on the horizon. Lingers for a few seconds. Cut to black. Directed by Panos Cosmatos. Panos Cosmatos. Who cares? And then regular credits. It's quiet, which is interesting. Ah, let's get names. First we get the assistant directors. I don't care. Production manager, line producer. But then main cast. I love this as main cast, as if, the, as if there's other people in the movie. Red Miller. We can assume this was Andy because it says he was played by Nicolas Cage. Mandy Bloom. We can assume this was air quotes because it was played by Andrea Riseborough. Jeremiah Sand. We did know his name was Jeremiah. And if we could have read his album cover, we would have known his name was Jeremiah Sand. It was played by Linus Roach. Brother Swan. I swear Linus Roach said swine. Maybe it was an accent, but no one ever said his name again, so I don't know. Didn't care. It was played by Ned Dennehy. He looked vaguely familiar, but I don't know from what. And I didn't look him up, because I didn't care. Mother Marlene. This apparently is Susan. Played by Owen Fuere, Fuere? Fuere? The Chemist. I know who this is, but from this credit, we wouldn't know who the chemist is. It's the guy who made the drugs. He's played by Richard Brake. I don't know who he is. He's got distinct looks, so I think I'd remember him. Carruthers. If I didn't know who Bill Duke was, I wouldn't know who Carruthers is, because no one said his name. He didn't have a name. Didn't matter. Sister Lucy. We did know Sister Lucy, because uh, they said it, Jeremiah said it when he wanted her brought in. Her real name is Line Pellet. Brother Klopek. No, that wasn't one of their names. Fuck you. Played by Clement Burnett. I don't know which one that is. I'm not going to look it up, because I don't fucking care. Brother Hanker? Harker? Hanker. From one of the reviews online, I know that's apparently Cherub. Uh, it's played by Alexis Julemont. He had no dialogue. Wait, Klopek didn't have any dialogue either. Did Lucy have dialogue? She did things. She was featured, but I don't think she spoke. Klopek and then Brother Lewis, played by Stephen Fraser, are in some way that is um, fucking uh, Native American and Busey. I don't know which is which. I don't care. Fuck that. I did look it up on IMDb to double check. And while Clement Baronet does play Brother Klopek, uh, Brother Hanker is not the fat one, despite that review that mentioned it. Brother Hanker is credited to Alexis Julemont, which is Busey. There's a picture of him. Stephen Fraser plays Brother Lewis. Doesn't have a picture, but by process of elimination, that would be Cherub. Then we get Scratch with a K. S-K-R-A-T-C-H. Don't know who that is. Played by Evelo Dimitrov. I don't know. It's one of the people. Apparently the Cenobabies are called Scratch, Sis, Scabs, and Fuckpig. I think we can assume Fuckpig is Penis Blade. Sis's other face. I think other face was the one that looked like a female. Scratch and Scabs, I don't know. But Sis is Haley Saywell, Scabs is Kaylin Karen, Fuck Pig is Tomas Hagio. Dog the Dog, which we saw for a single shot in Bill Duke's trailer, was played by Maddie's dog Lolita. Okay. And for some reason it's spelled M A D D apostrophe Y Z Dog. L-O-L-L-Y-T-A, Lolita, I guess, but Lolita. And Lizzie the Tiger, 
and for some reason, dog the dog, the the is capitalized, and Lizzie the tiger, the the is not capitalized. I don't know why. Who cares for inconsistency in this fucking movie? But Lizzie the tiger is played by Corfu. Since I paused this, there are three minutes, 40 seconds of this movie left. If this was a movie I liked and wanted to talk more about, explore more and talk about its meaning, its philosophical underpinnings, I would continue for the next 30 seconds of this minute for this episode, and then do, like, three more episodes. No. No. Like, what's the point? There's no point. It's, it's not good, this movie. It's not... Like this review on IMDb from a user called, uh, I don't know, Zarim UK. Shout out to Zarim UK. Who cares for shit? Really, really not for everyone, but, okay, that's their type. Okay, so I first watched this, not sure what it was about, but I was hopeful of some good old meme-quality Nick Cage rage scenes at the very least. Fuck the world. Fuck you for watching a movie for its memes it's gonna have. Fuck everyone. Fuck the, the YouTube reviewer I went on. It's talking about, like, He's got to freak out of all freakouts. Everyone wants to see a freak... I don't want to see a fucking freakout from Nick Cage. That's not why I see a movie. People who see movies for stupid shit like that need to stop it. I'm done with that review. It was longer. That review actually had a few paragraphs to it, but I don't give a shit. Oh, here's one. Oh, brother. This is why Transformers and Crud is top of the box office. No. 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 That's just their title. I'm not going to bother writing a, a actual review of this really great breathe of fresh air film. Plenty of others have done that on here, it appears. David pointing out that the film is simple but very well done genre grindhouse film that throws back to films that no one makes anymore. <sighs> this is just a reply to the people who seem to have no attention span, no imagination, need to be feed useless dialogue, have no appreciation for imagery, and can't pay attention unless there's tons of plot to sink their teeth into. Newsflash, not all films without a ton of plot and dialogue are terrible. No, well, that's actually true, yeah. No, they're not. But this one is. I didn't give it 1 out of 10, by the way, on IMDb. I gave it 2 out of 10, because I think despite it being a stupid thing and full of stupid ideas, it was well put together. I don't have time for this today. That's not even my desk. <laughs>